The Money Show. Small business. And our small business focus this evening with Pavlo Fatidis is brought to you by Smart Security, powered by Vodacom Business. Start strong, start smart, start with smart security solutions for SMEs. Vodacom Business further together. The focus tonight, Pavlo Fatidis, is setting a standard of excellence in your business. Talk to me about this principle of excellence in a small business. You know, Bruce, it's 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 more around the personal cost of choosing excellence in your business. And I'll tell you what inspired it. I, I've been watching for some time a very, very, very long five-season uh, series on the rise of the Ottoman Empire. It's set in 1200 AD. Uh, it talks to the early stages of the Turkish uh, state being established, and the hero of the series, a very, very well-known character in the history of Islam, is a fellow called Etrigul, and he faces the most horrible, horrible challenges. He comes across, I mean, it sounds like a world that we lived in a couple of years ago in South Africa. These politicians are corrupt, they're nefarious, they're untrustworthy, they fight in amongst each other. Sorry, what, that, you saying, what do you mean? You're saying a few years ago. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it okay. feels like after the segment I've just heard, where we don't have yeah, okay. line of sight. <laughs> it's just it's ridiculous. But anyway, so he, he has to deal with all these horrible characters. And through this, he, you know, the, the state is exposed to all sorts of nefarious fellows. The Mongols were at full, full force in those days. And he survives all of them. And he has fortitude and vision. And he sets principles around what he wants to establish as a new state. And yet, I watched him last night make the toughest call he ever had to make. His most loyal, loyal general a fellow by the name of Bamsi who fights with two curved swords and is formidable beyond measure, where they've been childhood friends. They were brought up in the same tent. They were in a battle scene. And he said to Bamsi, as the leader of the army, Bamsi, hold the position. And as they fall back, follow them, because we will then meet them in the middle and eliminate the enemy. And Bamsi fired the arrows, holding them in position. Etrigal went into the center of the enemy's camp. And then Bamsi saw the Mongols decide not to retreat back to their camp, but to chase to where the horses were that they intended to kill in order to trap the Turks in the Mongol territory. He made a decision on foot chased the Mongols and prevented them from destroying their path out. And Etrigal was furious because he was left with no backup. He survived a terrific battle. And back at the tent, he now had to have this conversation with Bamsi. And he turned around to Bamsi and said, no longer are you the head general, commander of my forces. I need you to retire that position And Bamsi went one step further and said, on that basis, I no longer deserve to carry swords. 
And it was heart-wrenching. You could see the difficulty of the decision that Etrigal had to make. And a lot of criticism came down the pipe around it. And he turned around and he said, I promised a vision of justice for all. And justice is all about setting standards. And standards have to be universally applied because justice without equality around those standards is not justice at all. And Bruce had left such an impact because the cost of leadership, the cost of pursuing excellence, the cost of setting a vision, the cost of making something happen is something that very seldom gets explained or spoken about in leadership. And every business leader, every business owner is a leader in their own right. It's such an interesting analogy, Pablo, because I don't know how you take a 12th century historical drama and bring it into the 21st century, but well done. Um, Here's the thing. I mean, it's about that consistency. It's about decision-making, and it's about applying the excellence even across your friends, colleagues, neighbors, and so many people who go into small businesses do it with their best mate from school or at least with people that they know from their childhood or whatever the case might be. And and so often um, you let things slip because, hey, he's my buddy and it's a bit awkward. The conversation's a bit tough. Um, and so you you don't always hold everybody to the same high levels of scrutiny and excellence that you should. Oh, and you know, it starts with you. Because everyone has up days and everyone has down days. And it's so easy to turn around and say to yourself, well, you know, I, I said to the team that we needed to get this done this week. And very often that pressure might bear down on you more than anyone else. And if you're not feeling up to it, what does it mean? Because the moment you allow yourself to forgive yourself a standard that you have attempted to set, Leadership begins by example. It doesn't begin with the words that you might be able to cough out or the inspiration that you can deliver to a team. So it starts there. And then you're quite right, Bruce, because very often when people start in business, especially in the younger stages of your life, the younger stages of your career, who do you start with? You start with someone who you get on well with. If you are very good, let's say, at marketing and sales, it's quite hard to get on with someone who's really good at operations and administration because the two have a natural tension towards each other. And when I look at a lot of early stage relationships in business, and this applied to me as well in my early career, I found people that I got on with because we were going to have fun doing this and we were going to be passionate and excited and aligned We never had the experience of how to have conflict and manage that conflict constructively to give a better outcome. And when businesses get going and the money starts coming in and pressure starts building, and now you have to deliver, and both of you are all about opportunity and not about delivery, that's when the tough tough call comes to say, right, are we best both suited still to remain in this business? And there are lots of breakups that happen around that. And it's often, yeah, it's got to be, it's often the best decision. That's the, the trouble, isn't it? Um, is you've got to make the tough calls. You've got to, to be able to make those calls because you can't afford to not set high standards. <laughs> if you, if you, go, you know what we're going to do today? We're going to have low standards. 
You're dead. You're doomed. There's no hope. No, well, you know what? I guess you can choose it at your own peril, as you rightly say. I mean, there are many, many businesses that are run by individuals who say, you know, I, I believe in a lifestyle business. And I always find that very amusing because what does a lifestyle business mean? Does it mean that you have a business that gives you consistent, regular income that allows you to take off and go off and go for a run or a ride or a paddle or a walk or a, a, a saunter somewhere? What does it actually mean? What does a lifestyle business mean? Because if a lifestyle business means you've created a business that generates cash for you and you can maintain a, a lifestyle of leisure, uh, there, are very few, there are very few sustainable instances where I've seen that. And the only time where I've seen that, and I've lived through this in my own personal family, where businesses were built on that basis and decisions were made around lifestyles. And yes, while they lasted, Bruce, they were able to produce income. But none of those businesses found themselves in a situation where they could be exited for a capital gain, where they could be successfully sold. And lifestyle businesses, often a decision that you take for a relatively balanced life, which is what's promoted actively, puts you in a position where you better love what you do because you might be working beyond 50, 60, 70, sometimes into your 80s. I don't think that lifestyle businesses are a privilege. I really think very often it's, it's seemingly an easier route, but it's the tougher one in the end. Excellence has to be the standard because if you want to stand apart and create one of the 5.4% businesses that do get sold in their lifetimes, well, then it means you have to lift the game and pursue a higher standard. Okay. Already. How... Tell me how. How do we make sure that while it's all fun and games at the beginning and we're working 18-hour days because it's just such a jewel, um, that we put in place the building blocks of excellence that see us through the tough times that are inevitable? You know, there's so many elements that make that up. But there are three things that I think um, at a psychological level, because that's where everything begins in life. It begins with your attitude. It begins with the relationship you have with your business that need to be in place. It has to have a bigger vision. It is so hard to pursue excellence for next week because it is in itself a journey. You know, I've watched, Bruce, my, in my personal career, as I have advanced to certain levels of understanding around business, I then go through a period where I plateau. And I've seen that plateau last with people for the remainder of their careers. So the idea is that once you've hit that plateau, except this, it's impossible to know everything that you need to know to be able to do better than you're already doing. Because a large part of your psychology occupies that space called you don't know what you don't know. The slither that says, I know what I know, and I know what I don't know, and that's gotten me to where I am, is good enough to get you to where you are. And the way to stretch yourself beyond that and to prevent yourself feeling comfortable with that is to set a vision far bigger and far greater than you feel you can bear. And that vision, there's a lot written about the future. You know, 
in, in the Kabbalah, which is an ancient Jewish mystical text, it talks about where energy comes from. And it gives the analogy of a plant. And it says that a plant goes, grows from the apex leaf. If you remember from biology at school, it's the smallest leaf at the highest point of the plant. And that little leaf determines the future growth of a plant. It stretches into the sun and the empty space. In the same way, if you have a vision and you can ensconce that vision as part of who you are, it then lends itself to giving you meaning. And that meaning will constantly drive you. It allows you to pursue way beyond your level of comfort into its next sphere of opportunity. Are we writing this down? Are we writing tomes? Are we writing four points on a, a piece of paper that we stick on the door so that everybody walks in in the morning sees it? Uh, how are we putting excellence into practice? You know, we had a big discussion, obviously, at the beginning of the year. Uh, we had a town hall and we had the entire team uh, gather for the time, town hall right across the environments that we work in. And the way we decided to set it was by what we call the 3%, the 3% per month, where every team would look at what they do in a month and say, what could we do that would lift the game by just 3% this month? Identify something. It could be around how a system is built. It could be around how telephone call is handled. It could be around how engagement and coordination between team members takes place. But just find something that can give you a 3% uptick in performance all the way around. And Bruce, it's wonderful because compound interest, yeah. imagine 3% per month, 12 months later, three years later, you've lifted the bar by 100%. Whereas normally, every year is just the same as the previous year speak to many business owners, and that's how they find it. But this 3% is a good code, it's a good mantra, and if everybody in the organization agrees to do it, the uptick is dramatic. Pavlo Fatidis from Auric Business Accelerator, thank you very much indeed. Thought-provoking stuff is always on a Thursday night as Pavlo gives us his insights into the world of small business, the Setting the high standards of your business, the 3% rule. What a lovely idea that is to put into practice. After Eyewitness News, personal finance with Warren Ingram.